You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a very special episode of Kapow! The Pop Culture Podcast. My name's Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. It's special for many reasons. Chief among them is our guest tonight, We've got the OJ on board, Mr. Jesse Starcher from the Source Material Podcast. Welcome. Thank you very much, gentlemen. I am sporting the shirt with my very own name on it. You know, you it don't go, you don't go see the band and wear the band's T-shirt. Too bad. I'm <laughs> I am here to declare I am the OJ. Oh, guys, I'm glad to be back. It has been a while. We've been trying to figure out how long it's been. It's been a while. We were it was pre-pandemic. If I'm mm. I'm pretty sure. Pretty that's sure. It. At least 14 years then, if that's what it feels like. <laughs> yeah, dude. No kidding. No kidding. So you do the Source Material podcast, like we said. You're, uh, uh, you said a book club about comics, but you do a right. ton of other stuff. So what, oh, I listen to hell. Oh, my new favorite thing, guys, is a little thing called syndicated source material <laughs> really now it doesn't come out fast enough for me oh, uh, get, you he he cuts off all the gristle and the right. fat right and he and he puts it you don't care you didn't care what he was advertising back then he doesn't yeah. care about some he'll have might if there was some conversation that was included that maybe went on he, he might give you a little blurb about it but at the beginning and then just cut all that out <laughs> give you all the meat that's right man syndicated source material was me basically was born from the pandemic because i was so essential that the only time i really had to do anything with a podcast was sundays who's recording on sundays absolutely nobody on the (laughs) radilation broadcasting network so i said to myself i'm going to start taking some old episodes and just clean them up put them out there boy did they need cleaned up i mean this was before i was at least a little bit better at editing uh and going in there and making it sound as tight as possible uh oh my gosh man back in the blog talk radio days when we were recording via that monstrosity i mean people would be talking and then all of a sudden like they just completely drop out and that's the way the show went <laughs> you sat there and you vamped the whole time and you didn't edit nothing and it went live right after you were done. So it's good to have uh, that library of old shows that I can grab now and shine up a little bit. I, so. I have nightmares about people listening to our old episodes. <laughs> like the sound quality in the beginning was so terrible and we had no idea what we were doing and no idea how to fix it. And we just yeah. kept going. <laughs> like we never right. paused to like, hey, let's make sure this works. And we just, no, yeah. it didn't matter. <laughs> but you know, we did finally get it figured out and then immediately went to Zoom. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> right. like, well, whole new thing to learn. Here right. we go. That's exactly yeah. right. So, and Jesse so has, I, a, I, I was going to say, Jesse has a new, uh, a new feed right. for source material. Um, mm-hmm. that you can find now on Apple or Google or wherever. But uh, 
But if if you subscribe to just that feed, all we get is source material, right? That's correct. Yeah, okay. we we branched. Well, it was a hard one. I had to run that one by Mark and be like, man, uh, is it okay if I kind of go off on my own, have my own little feed? And the, the, po- the possibility has been there for a very long time. I've just got up the gumption to finally ask, like, can I do this? And it's like, oh, yeah, man, go ahead. So now it's separate from a lot of the Rattlet shows. What if you if you subscribe to the Rattlet shows, you're going to get a lot. Yeah. A lot of shows. Uh, so a wide just, variety. Yes. You get wrestling, <laughs> movies, TV, music, metal, all that. Uh, but yeah, now it's just me alone. You, all you have to do is type in source material comics podcast in any podcatcher and you should be able to find it subscribe and right now we only got two shows on there me going hey guys it's me and then the other one is me talking about global comics month and captain planet number one (laughs) so uh but it's yeah it's going to be a lot of fun we got more stuff in the pipeline more to come you have been a good friend to us on our show since day one so we're always thrilled to have you on and we've been talking about this episode for a long time, and we knew you had to be involved with this one. So. Oh, man, I'm excited. I'm excited. I think this was Seth's brainchild well before we even had video capabilities. So uh, what, what, was your, what, was your, what was your idea, Seth? I just wanted to see what everybody's favorite comic covers were. I knew I wanted to show some of my favorite comic covers. I knew I liked to look up what people on the Internet's favorite comic covers were. There's a billion articles about it. So I just mostly I just want to know what you guys as were and i thought this would be so cool to show everybody what cool comic covers there are out there and so i so don't see enough people do stuff like this so, so perfect for video 10 top 10 how yeah. about it we haven't done a top 10 the old-fashioned way yeah. in a long time <laughs> We've no been videos, those, no, no arguing. Yeah. That was, you know, that was my biggest fear when this was pitched. I'm like, if I get vetoed on something, I don't know how I want to react. I, just, I don't know. We might throw a secret veto in later. We'll see. <laughs> so, yes, we are going to show visually our top 10 favorite comic book covers of all time. So you don't always have to watch the videos of these that we put on YouTube, but this might be an episode you want to actually watch instead of just listen to. So we'll describe them as well. You can just listen to the audio, but definitely recommend watching this one. All right. How can you read this? There's no pictures. Well, some people use their imagination. Well, I must hurry back to my comic book store where I dispense the insults rather than absorb them. It happens all the time. Read a comic book, okay? That's good. So Anything we else? got we got our order all fixed up here. We did that before we started recording. So, and we typically uh, warn you in advance that this is not we're not claiming to be all time experts. These are not the we're <laughs> yeah, not definitely, critics. Definitely. <laughs> These are all personal choices. These are maybe we're not saying the top ten best comic covers. We're saying our favorite comic book covers. So these are at least in my list these things that meant something to me or have a, a personal connection. Or just a personal taste, even. So, yeah, I would know, say this is not a definitive list by any. I would say my list leans to when I saw these covers, I wanted to, I I wanted to see what was going on in this book. Like, yeah, I was. It sparked something in me. I just like hmm. not only did I just enjoy staring at the cover and looking at every detail, but I it made me want to know what the story was. You know, so. I, I actually have 
stats at the end of this when we get to the end of it i will mm. you if you can't follow along and see how i lean i'm going to break it down for you at the end and tell you exactly <laughs> how i lean when it comes to these covers well, what was your criteria how did you narrow it down from a million comic book covers Jesse? oh man uh you know me me personally i i i definitely wanted something that meant that something went down in the issue that you had <laughs> to find out what is going on. Uh, there, there were a couple instances where I was like, this is something that I wasn't reading back then, but because of reading it later and finding the cover, it all made sense. And the cover just definitely set it that I guess that much higher in regards to uh, me enjoying the story. So, but there's plenty, of, there's a few covers in here that I was going to the Seven Eleven and saw it. And I was like, I've got to pull that. That's, that's happening in this book. I've got to read it. Uh, so yeah, it, there's a lot of personal taste in here, but then there's also like, okay, this has got to be, this is the cover. This is the cover that's got to be in somebody else's list uh, because it's that good. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what's breaking down the top 10 for me is like personal, uh, personal opinion and personal, like, uh, you know, attraction to the cover. And of course, what I think everybody else would enjoy as well. I, uh, yeah, go, well, go ahead. I was going to say, there's gotta be a million, you know, you get historical significance, yeah. like, you know, important to the story, you know, your favorite artists, your favorite series, what you had as a kid, like there, there's. There's no wrong way to pick a list. Right. So, yeah, I'm, right. I was just curious how everyone, how everyone right. else was leaning. Yeah, I, I had to, everybody send me their list by issue number to, today, just so we knew if we had any duplicates on the list, we could not talk about a cover till we got to a highest placed on the list. That's how we've done other top 10 lists. And I will go ahead and announce that there was crossover. There, there was crossover. Okay. So... I'll let you know when it happens. I had a feeling. I know Cliff did not approach this quite like we did. Like I feel like Seth and I had hundreds we had to narrow down. I feel, Cliff, yeah. were you struggling to come up with ten or were uh, you very much this? so. Yeah. No, I, I... <laughs> very much so. Cliff doesn't like comic books. Or no, something. I do, but I just <laughs> I'm definitely the amateur in the room. I don't have the historical knowledge that you guys do so i'm sure mine is gonna probably skew off a little bit but um just a simple we, we love it simple fact that maybe i haven't read as much or 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 whatever I, you know i tend to stick to uh more dc stuff than i do marvel stuff or other you know that's what yeah he cliff just everyone else cliff didn't even want to do it because of these insecurities of yes. about this has but we were like somebody has to put some dc on this list <laughs> we got we got three marvel guys coming in here right yeah you know right. we're i'm sure we dabble but uh we needed somebody to represent so, so we talked yeah. him into it so yeah and we i get going here we're i, I volunteered uh to uh start it off so i'm just gonna go Take ahead we're just gonna kind of go through these um and whatever happens yeah. happens we're gonna do all our tens Right. So for, first, we got Cliff's number ten. All right, everybody can see that. 
Yeah. Ooh, okay. This, this is uh, uh, Justice League America, uh, Volume 1, number 34, from January 1990. Big surprise, I know, but immediately, Booster Gold, Blue Beetle, we've got fire in her bikini serving drinks, and on this was the whole Kui Kui Island when they decided to buy a buy their own <laughs> island and resort and club JLI and all that stuff. And then you can see in the background, we've got some character. We've got, you know, the Manhunter and Batman holding back Max and even a big Sir there back there. So, um, <laughs> but this wow. is, this is the type of stuff that this I, this is the most, most cliff cover I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised is, you're not wearing a lay. Right. Exactly. This immediately, this is just, this is the type of stuff that I that I gravitate towards. So, um, just fun mm-hmm. adventure stuff. Of course, I always love the JLI crew, um, right. and this cracks me up because these two idiots have their still have their masks on. But you get that, you know, uh, right. from that era the the deep emo, you know, the expressions. That's what it was known for at that time. So, um, I even you know, even, go ahead. I was just gonna say I've heard a lot of good stuff about JLI. Uh, yeah. I've never, I've never sat down and read any, uh, but man, does it come really, you know, really yeah. recommended. It, it's a lot of fun. It was a big, you know, at the time. Well, I'm sure we'll talk about it more on some of my other picks, but uh, spoilers. Um, it was a big, <laughs> a big change of pace from that classic Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Flash, you know, Justice League that everybody grew up with. So. Um, yeah. yeah, that, that's pretty much it. Super- that's my number 10 right there. Superman's famous for his underwear, but they weren't as skimpy as what boosters were rocking. Exactly. Look at that right there. My gosh. <laughs> I kind of got cut off there a little bit. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Nobody needs to see anymore. So <laughs> it'd be a, a comics code authority stamp right there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's Indeed. a good pick, man. Adam Hughes, Adam Hughes. Adam Hughes I, I did the cover. All right. Yeah, that's a that's a good looking cover. All right, so now we'll do my number ten. So that's my number ten. Got uh, so like a guy in an electric chair. That's not oh. the right guy. It's not the. That's not it. Why is it not doing what I want it to do? That's not your number ten. No. Why would it be my number ten? That'd be too easy. Okay. <laughs> no, I need a he- okay, I wanted a hero in the chair. Oh. Oh wow. No, that is not it. That's okay. Not it I, either. I'm getting played for something here. That's what is not, going on? That's not, that's not it either. It's uh uh I, I said a, a hero. No. It is an alien though. This is a bit. An alien. Bit. Uh, it's Lizard's gonna come out and say it's Captain Marvel. No, not that one. Okay, I think I found it. Avengers uh, 89. Sal Buscema, John's brother. I remember seeing this cover and just, it blows my mind. Like, I, I have a copy of it and it's just like so vibrant. And there's so much going on. I, I just, I just stare at it. I'm like, I don't know what's going on inside this comic, but. There is. The, a lot going on there, man. I yeah, mean, no. when you when you pick that apart, uh, you're trying to figure out what, what, why, why are they electrocuting <laughs> this man? <laughs> <laughs> K- 
can they electrocute that man? Exactly. Right. I don't know. I don't know. I just think I've always thought this was a beautiful cover and it's got that 70s era yeah. art. Very. Yeah, it does. Just, it's just, it is an electric cover and I, I've always loved it. It was higher on my, it, it, it almost got pushed off my list. But I was like, I refuse. I've always, for two years, two or three years now, I've been like, this is going to be in my top 10. But you know, you keep adding <laughs> covers, keep adding covers. I was like, no, I was, I was adamant it was staying there. So wow. Avengers. Let, let's not gloss over. You've been making this list for over two years. <laughs> right. I feel well, like <laughs> not, I, the amount of effort I put into it is I have a file on my phone. I had a cover every once in a while. And then just keep kicking them off the list. Hmm. It was fun. All right. That was my number 10. Very nice. Nice build up, by the way. Yeah. I'll take it better at that. All right. <laughs> Let's see. Jordan, what's your number 10? Yeah, I, I had similar thoughts of like, I put together a list fairly quickly, and then it was like, well, I, this can't be all of them, right? I, I, I'm not, I don't have all the, any of the classic ones. Or I don't have the important ones. But that, so I tried to add some more. I took some off, and I basically just stuck with the ones I had from my gut, you know? So mm -hmm. I went, I went with most of the stuff I started with kicking okay. off with detective comics, number five, 14. Uh, this might be the first comic book I ever owned. Mm, this really? is a cover date, May, 1982. So I, I, I was a wee lad. got a copy of this somewhere. Don't know, don't know how or where it came from, but, uh, it's Batman in the snow in the story. He wrecks the Batmobile out in the wilderness and uh, there's, a, there's a hermit who has to take care of him. So it's just, it's guns pointed at Batman and he's, there's, he has no sweat at this point. So at, to me, I'm thinking at this point in my life, I'd probably seen Adam West. I'm sure I've seen super friends, but yeah. this was something different. This was the real Batman, you know, to, yeah. to me in my brain. And this probably until the nineties and the animated series, like this was my definitive Batman in the gray and the blue. Mm, I love that costume. Yeah. yeah. I remember you talking about this cover sometime, sometime in the last few years. Uh, yeah. My copy of it is beat up beyond repair, but I took it with me to a con where Lynn Ween was, who wrote it and had him sign it mm, and told him, cool. Oh, this is the first comic I ever wrote. And he yeah. was like, Oh, I always loved this one. So it was one of his, he had a good memory of it too. So That's I, was awesome. really, I was really happy with that. So. I love it. I assume uh, the Batmobile lost a wheel and the Joker <laughs> got away. <laughs> it did indeed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Je get to kick off Jesse's list here with his number 10. All right. Number 10. Here we go. Let me know if everything pops up there like it should. Are we seeing it? Oh, yeah. Yep. All right. All right. Jim Lee coming in with the cover for Punisher War Journal number six, guest starring Wolverine, meeting for the first time and maybe the last. Now, I mentioned 7 Eleven earlier. All right. This was on the shelf at a 7 Eleven. And I'm a big fun, uh, I'm a big Punisher fan at this point. I'm also aware of wolverine i mean wolverine's like probably the hottest character at this point in time this is 1989 february of 1989 when this hits the shelves uh and i remember going who's going to live 
who is is anybody <laughs> going to die? I mean, if the Punisher's definitely probably on the short end of making out of this, making this, you know, making out of the whole battle okay. Uh, and I wanted to see how this was going to shake down. Um, I mean, with Wolverine and his claws popped, going through the the Punisher shirt, you know, with the skull right there, uh, and it's Jim Lee. Jim Lee in '89. I mean, I don't know if I'm paying attention to him at that point. I think, well, obviously he's on War Journal, um, and we know the name Jim Lee now. I mean, synonymous. Yeah, heard of him? The, yeah. yeah. <laughs> synonymous. Yeah, he, he is probably one of the best artists, and of course. Uh, in the 90s, it, things are going to get ramped up for this man. But uh, yeah, this was whenever I think of like the early 90s, you know, the late 80s and me collecting Punisher comics, this is probably one of my favorites. And I threw this in at number 10. It almost kind of fell off because I was like, well, it's not as iconic, but it is definitely a favorite. So uh, yeah, man. And this was, a, I remember. I remember trading, I think, the second... I traded a Daredevil issue, maybe, or maybe it was an issue of ROM for the second part of this at school. <laughs> because I could, I didn't have the second part. I bought this off the shelf and couldn't find issue seven. Um, but, uh, yeah, that I ended up finally getting it. But, yeah, man, Punisher War Journal, number six, coming in at number 10 for me. Love it. I love it. That is... Uh, I don't... I mean, I know I've seen it, but I, th- I haven't... It's not like I see this one very often coming through my uh, feed or anything. I follow a lot of comic cover Twitter things, but You're uh, right, right, yeah, and, and I love that. It's funny how all your your threes. I've never seen those covers that you guys put up here. <laughs> we I read comics. I do. I swear. And I'm like, uh, I've never seen that. And that you know that Batman cover looked really cool. So yeah. you know, it's really cool that you see something like you know I saw something like this and it has that nostalgic value now where it's i remember i remember the day you know going mm-hmm. into the 7-eleven mm-hmm. playing some uh, probably playing street fighter too on the arcade grabbing a slurpee and then looking mm-hmm. for a video to rent oh there's the comics on the shelf you know so that's so funny you say that because there's more than one comic on my list that i remember the day i saw it yeah, for the dude. first time you know right that's that's what it's all about all right street level starch waste no time getting the punisher on the board right in right in (laughs) just get to it all right cliff start us off for your number nine okay we'll get the handle on these controls eventually uh i'm i'm not feeling confident there we go number nine oh my goodness One of Some night, uh, nightmare fuel right here. Yeah. Telling you. Yeah, this was one of my this is one of my favorite just comic stories in general. I could get into some of the, when when DC does a big event and it just encompasses, you know, Marvel 2, just the entire universe uh, uh, for a short period of time to tell a story. I love it. And when this uh Blackest Night um, came out in 2009 and hit. I was just, I remember going into Simon and just buying like all the crossovers, all the tie-ins, everything I could get my hands on for a while, just because I love this story. Um, Blackest Night number two is what we're looking at. It's my number nine. It is Green Lantern. I always love Green Lantern when he's, you know, when he's drawn 
with that kind of silo- green silhouette, that glow coming out of him, and surrounded by all your uh, your dead uh, black hand and, and the dead heroes um, out to get him. So uh, I like this run. It wasn't, it, uh, I think most people associate it with zombies, but they weren't really zombies. They were already dead. And when they were brought back to life, you know, they were just evil versions of themselves. They, they had minds and spoke and communicated stuff like that. But October, 2009 covers Ivan Rice. And um, yeah, it's just one of my favorite runs. So I love the, all the art and all the books. It was just, I could have picked probably three or four covers from blackest night alone that could have made my list at one point. But after I kind of looked and looked, this is what I settled on. So definitely a lot of, for the many crossovers it had, a lot of them had really striking covers of that sort of like, you know, the, the clean cut hero and the horror (laughs) going on around it. Yeah. You know, this was the, the big story where we got all the, uh, you know, we had the green lanterns, but this is when we got all the other lanterns, the, the indigo and the, the, uh, the orange, you know, larflees and, and, and the blue lanterns and the, you know, the whole gamut, the whole rainbow came out of this. And, and even, uh, at the end with the white lanterns and, and that led off into another spinoff series for a while. So, I just really enjoyed it. This was like Cooper and I were really into this. I think I've got some of the trades even in the back. I've got a bunch of single issues um, still, but yeah, I love the art on it. Well, I, I will. And I, I don't know if I've said it on this podcast cause I'm, I'm very, very rarely here, but I know I've said it plenty of times that blackest night legitimately gave me nightmares when i read it i'm uh, 2009 i'm like in my 30s maybe i'm like 31 i start reading it and i i don't know if it's ivan rice's artwork i guarantee you that's probably what it was because visually it did something to me to where it made me have nightmares <laughs> uh, and it's a great story too i don't read a whole lot of dc you know that but i started grabbing some green lantern trades from the library and this was one that i found Mm. And yeah, I mean, this is solid, solid work right here. I love it. It's awesome. Very ghostly. And it looked like it was a scary story. I remember reading some of it. I have a couple issues of it, but I can't remember yeah, there much about it. But that's definitely an awesome cover. All right. Let's see if I can get this to work now. I'm going to do my... Uh, number nine... We can trust you that it's really your yeah. number nine. Yeah, it's my number nine. I'm going to be very clear. This is, what, this is my favorite guy, and he doesn't normally like to use guns, I'll say. So let's see. Here we go. Let's see. And oh, that's not it. Ah. covered on the source material podcast. i just listened to that but that's that's definitely not it i mean that's one of my favorite guys but it's not that guy it's this guy boom oh oh. my you know cap 321 got an uzi out he had to get an uzi out mike (laughs) mike zek gave me a gift that month and I, I'm a huge Mike Zek fan. Met him a couple of years ago here at Con, and he's liable to show up on this list more than once. He mm-hmm. he just is just an incredible artist, and I love this cover. Just the the freaking smoke and shells flying, and that 
face and I just, it's amazing. This what? is something you don't see cap sporting ever. Really. No. I mean, and that's just what makes it that much more, you know, striking is that Holy cow. Captain America has an Uzi. Is this in the middle of the scourge storyline or is this after it's, or before? It's you know? right around there. Yeah. Okay. This we're about 10 away from, uh, him quitting. Okay. Okay. You know, so it's, a. Uh, it was, this is a, a meaty part. It was all good stuff. Grunewald and Zach and just clicking. It's good stuff. Solid like, black. Go ahead. I feel like Uzis were the, like the weapon of the. <laughs> oh Uzi. yeah. Definitely. Right, dude. Definitely. Right. <laughs> I mean, it was just like eighties to me more than an Uzi. Like, all my favorite stuff was coming coming at once. It was like, I don't need snake eyes. I can just give cap an Uzi. I mean, how, how just think about the word itself. I mean, Uzi. I mean, that oh, just sounds yeah. great. You know, I want to be shooting an Uzi. Oh, every time I, it didn't matter how many Uzis I had when I went to the toy store or whatever. I was like, Oh, there's another Uzi. We, we uh, probably could have done a top 10 Uzi covers. Top 10 Uzis. <laughs> oh, we could have. Yeah. yeah, all been in the late 80s, early 90s. Shoot, we should have done that. We could have been doing this, doing lists forever. Right. We probably, you know, like straight up accidentally spoiled the next pick for Seth. He's like, this guy likes an Uzi. No, wait a second. This guy really likes an Uzi. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Now, Jordan. I regret to inform you that yeah. your number nine is higher on someone else's list. This was the one I was worried about. I thought yeah. it could be on up to three people's list. Yeah, you sent your list to me earlier, <laughs> and you're like, there's only one that could possibly be be on someone else's list. And I was like, oh, you're probably very right. <laughs> and it is. It is. Uh, so we're going to skip Jordan this round, and you will both get to uh, go nuts about it later on. So, Jesse, it's going to be your number nine. Okay. All right. Well, speaking, speaking of Green Lantern, here we have Hal Jordan with a lot of Green Lantern rings on his fingers. Now, when you see a cover like this, all right, by the way, this comes, this is Daryl Banks inked by Romeo Tangal. Um, I mean, my notes were like, look at what this cover is saying. This, I mean, it, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is in the middle of when Hal Jordan is going crazy. Yeah. And yeah. He, he is eliminated. I, I can't remember if it's this issue. I, I remember reading this, uh, but I can't remember if it's this issue or not, where he is snapping necks and, you know, taking Green Lantern rings. And uh, it's it's not good. The core is getting devastated by Hal Jordan. Uh, and if you see something like this, you've got to know what's going on. He has all the rings. You look mm. at all the rings on his fingers. <laughs> Just look at him. Um, that is a, that's big, a lot of rings. That is a big smile. Yeah. That face. is a scary. That's, <laughs> this is nightmare inducing this yeah. face. Like, what? <laughs> Now, I'm sure at this point I had never read a Green Lantern comic in my life, barely read DC. <laughs> but yeah, I seeing this cover in a Wizard magazine or something and thinking, I got to know what's going on. Like, how do you not want to know what's going on with this mm -hmm. cover? Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, so, the, yeah, that's my number nine. I love it. I love it. All right, Cliff, we're going to do your number eight. Okay. This might be the most far out choice um, on my list, even. But this was one of those fold out covers. Um, so I put the whole thing, the whole image, because I love the whole image. But this is Earth 2, Volume 1, Number 11, June 2013. Um, This was a a book I was reading at the time, um, back in the New 52, that I really liked. And it wasn't super popular or anything like that. Um, But this cover, the main cover, of course, Dr. Fate. I loved, I just loved the look of Dr. Fate. And I was, as I was kind of putting this list together, I was kind of realizing, like, one of whether it's comics or animation or hopefully live action here in the near future with black Adam, one of my favorite things that happens in the superhero world is when crap's getting deep or something is, you know, happening and all of a sudden Dr. Fate, you get that symbol and it just, the light, and he comes, just appears out of it. And is just one of my favorite absolute, even the video game, the sequence of it. I just love the look of him um, in various forms. So uh, this one says, when fate calls, and then you would flip it open and flip open that other half. And it says, a miracle answers. And we've got Mr. Miracle there from Earth 2 uh, right right beside him. And uh, I, it's just vibrant. And to me, that is awesome art on this cover yeah i am a fan of brett booth uh if i remember correctly i think he was doing backlash back when image was around mm-hmm. and um well it's just when image well, was around yeah. like they went away did you know that <laughs> um uh back i should say back when you know he was doing image books uh back when yeah. they were cool <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah i'm a big fan and norm ratman is another image guy that i recognize as well mm-hmm. so uh yeah that's uh i much props to the art there for sure. Yeah, I remember that whole month was a gimmick. Every cover had that fold. It yeah. was like a tease and then a spoiler once you open the book and you got a little second thing. But I'm just now realizing Dr. Fate dresses like a catcher. <laughs> he's, got knee, he's got knee pads. He does. He has to put those a on. Chest protector. Yeah. He has terrible knees, by the way. He's, he, he was, he was a kid fate. Uh, he was pre-med and it just ruined his knees Yeah, growing up the only big league catchers wore long capes that would be cool that's, so that's, that's great that's, that's my number pretty. but I felt like the, uh, on my list that was probably the most out of the blue one I probably had I don't know great okay so now we got my number 8 let's see here I want Went with some more firearms here, guys. Oh, nice. You know, uh, yeah, it's this is my number nine Uzi. Um, <laughs> no, this one, I want somebody with a gun, and they've got somebody in their sights. Okay. So, there we go. Oh, that's a great cover, but that's 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 not it. No. <laughs> That's found the loophole to get 75 yeah. covers. Oh, right. Yeah. I had no idea I could have done this. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. But um, 
Yeah, no, I we got they gotta have a weird eye. Somebody's gotta have a weird eye when they're a weird. <laughs> so weird... Okay, what? That's not it. We got a weird <laughs> eye, and there's somebody in the sights there. That's right, but it's the other eye. Okay, you got the other eye here, but there's too many people in the scope. So let's let's try and narrow it down here a little bit. Okay, still the weird eye. Okay. That's not it though. This uh it's a superhero in the scope here. No, I said a hero. We still got the weird eye. Not an alien. Uh, <laughs> not an alien in the scope. We can't do that. No. no okay. Well, like, uh, if you're counting at home, we've got one Punisher reference from yeah. Jesse and two slams against Superman from Seth. So let's see what's happening. Yeah, I, I thought, wondered when somebody would catch the theme of my list. Um, <laughs> yeah, we got a. Uh, now we need somebody from World War II uh, type hero in the scope here. Oh no, no, that's not it. We, wow, we don't. That's not the hero. Spice Come on, man. the guy that fought him. I, I think I found it. I found it, guys. Boom. Oh, wow, Captain America, two eighty six. The th real theme of this list is Mike Zek. Here we go again. The yeah. first time I ever saw Deathlock, I, the I saw this cover and I was let's. I'd only been collecting Cap for like twenty issues, and this they these covers just kept kicking me in the teeth. I was like, "This is amazing!" I first off, I love covers that have anything wet going on. I realized as I'm collecting these covers, the effect of having some something something wet, some water involved or something really brings a lot to it. So just my taste, but. It's interesting how I, I almost was doing the same thing when I was put my tin together. I started going like, what is this saying about me? And, like, <laughs> yeah. and so, yeah, I'm right there with you. But I just I love this cover. I love I love the cap in the sights and Deathlock just looks awesome. So for those listening, this is Captain America 286. Six. OK, and this is from. You know, the year October. This would be like 84, 83, 84. Okay. Wow. Wow. Deathlock. Uh, how long had he been around? Do uh, you remember when his, oh my goodness. I know hardly nothing about I want to say it hasn't, he hasn't been around too long at this point. Um, oh, I have to look it up. But anyway, Deathlock, cool looking character. I mean, I mean, he's a cyborg. I mean, what's hotter at, at, at in the '80s than cyborgs? You know what I'm saying? Right. Uzis, uh, Uzis, <laughs> cyborgs weird with Uzis. And weird, weird, <laughs> weird left eyes. We're big. But yeah, yeah, he's a scary looking guy too. Like, mm -hmm. why is he going after Cap? Isn't he supposed to be a good dude? I mean, Deathlock for crying out loud, he's supposed to be a good guy. But uh, I, I remember, I remember more the, and, and I, I sure hope I'm not spoiling this on somebody's list, but I remember that Deathlock number one from like the early nineties where it was like, you know, kind of real silver. Um, but uh, it, you know, it, it's the same Deathlock. So it's uh, this guy, this guy looks cool. He's got a nice little uh, nipple pump there. That's neat. Yeah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> That's the blue milk side. <laughs> <laughs> You don't want a wet cover at that point. Then. No, <laughs> wrong. That's what that's what's frozen. Oh, he, no. just, he just had to put the plug back on and spray it all over the walls. <laughs> Cap had pulled it off and now he's dead meat. Oh, oh, yeah. oh man. He's uh, pumping right. for a little mini death lock, wherever yes. mini death locks at, you know. 
Oh my gosh. Oh, uh, we ruined that. <laughs> I like the cover. I thought it was great. And I'll never, I, I, at some point, I want to find out when the first appearance at Deathlock was. I feel like it's in the late 70s, but we'll find out. All right. So, Jordan, no. Uh, yeah, yeah, Jordan. Yeah. Jordan. You finally get to do something. My number eight. Um, this one is technically a variant cover, but don't hold that against me. It was a long time ago. Oh, we, I actually thought I would end up with all variants, and I don't yeah. think I have any. Mm. Ooh. This is uh, Peter Parker Spider-Man, number one. So this was uh, late 1999. Uh, actually, the cover says January 1999, so late 98, early 99. This is after Heroes Reborn, and they had brought, you know, uh, they brought the, the Avengers and the Fantastic Four back. They kind of relaunched all the main heroes. So they, the Spider-Man had never left continuity, but they kind of were restarting everything, you know, the number one after the doldrums of the 90s and the and the uh, the big changes there. So I've just, this cover, I have always adored. It's officially the Dynamic Forces variant version of it by John Romita Jr. Um, and, uh, it, you know, John Romita has has a history of Spider-Man, and to me, this is the, the my favorite thing of his he's ever drawn of Spider-Man. Just hmm. he's uh, he's up on it. the top top of a building in the rain, kind of crouched over, and just looking mean, <laughs> or maybe sad. Who knows? It's a little, it's Peter Parker. It's probably both. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I, I I did see this one somewhere along the line, looking at covers, and it's awesome. And I love the wet. The, you know, the rain coming out. Yeah, I'm only I, happy I when it rains. I, mean, yeah, 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 I, know, I will notice that right away. Every time I saw a cover with some water on it, it just brings up. They do that for a reason. It looks awesome. Yeah, it does. It does. I mean, and you, I mean, really, I again, not an artist here, but I've talked to a few. Uh, and, you know, it. you've got to try and pull off some stuff with this cover, with this type of scene in order to make you make it pop number one yeah. you know it, it's definitely a downpour and the only reason you know that is because the rain is bouncing off of spider-man just look at the kind of like yeah. aura that he has yeah. because of that and you know the artist has to take that into uh, account or at least you know come up with that idea when they're creating this and it looks fantastic it adds so much texture to it and just uh i love it love it great pick it's also that power and responsibility. He could go inside, but he has a responsibility <laughs> yeah. to stay out in the rain. If we could see under that mask, he is There's not. So, so much could be going on up there. Who knows? <laughs> Nobody's going to be making a web up there on his watch. <laughs> All right. Oh, Jesse, you're number eight. Oh, well, let's go ahead and we'll take a trip back to 1987 October of 1987 with Hulk number the Incredible Hulk number 340 oh yeah and yeah. the famous Todd McFarlane cover with Wolverine it's a rematch baby it is on I mean like if you can't so so far there's been a fight and I think just about every single one of my uh covers here <laughs> yeah. there's been there's been some violence that's about to happen <laughs> uh or has happened but yeah wolverine is about ready to go one-on-one -on -one with the gray incarnation of the hulk right now and mcfarlane uh, mcfarlane on hulk at this time is just unstoppable uh i mean just look at the adamantium rage staring <laughs> you in the face and the reflection of like the hulk on his claws mm -hmm. uh, chef's 
kiss <laughs> just like that that's what i'm saying yeah. it's a beautiful beautiful cover uh i mean it, it's simple too it's just wolverine like really upset and you know he's going to go him and the hulk are going you know, at it in this you wouldn't like go. either of those guys when they're very upset <laughs> no you would one of them one of them especially <laughs> oh yeah it's classic yeah, and has been parodied a million times. You know, right. you know it's a classic when when you can uh, you can rip it up. Yeah, if this was on my list, I'd have had all the versions. <laughs> not that one. <laughs> it's not that one. No, I want something that looks like this. No, it's not that one. <sighs> I love it. It's great. All right. All right. Now we're up to number seven, Cliff. Okay. Number seven. Alex Ross. Oh, really, really close. Yeah, yeah. came close to be making mine. Yeah, Batman, the uh, Harley Quinn one shot from October 1999. Just this, you know, it's an image I think. We're, we've all become familiar with since, but you know that's been redone. And even in the movie, I think uh, Suicide was it Suicide Squad. They even had the image of it in the uh, in the actual film yep. um, of him in the tux, Jared Leto's Joker in the tux, and Harley in her classic costume in that pose and dancing around. And yeah, I'm I'm I know Seth, you're not the biggest fan of Alex Ross, but I I'm not the I just don't like his cap most okay. of the time because he makes him look like the tick. Yeah, <laughs> I, but I I do th I love his. I art. love that painted a, look and that oh, realism yeah. of it. Absolutely, and, yeah. I I love his art. It's yeah. just against that classic black background, but you know even with the Joker, you know the the tuxedo coat you can't you know blends right in with that background, so all you see is that white. Yeah, jumping yeah. out that makes you. the white for sure pop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. the Harlequin outfit is awesome. Just like it's a gorgeous cover. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh this what? was yeah, this one, you know, I, I don't have much else to say about it other than, you know, it's it, I think it was probably on some lists um, that I looked at online, and I was like, oh, yeah, that that's a pretty great cover right there. Um, I'm yeah. trying to think of what else of Alex Ross that really – comes to mind for me uh and this is always at the, usually at the top um i have a couple other thoughts but again i don't want to give anything away but uh you know there is there is a you're gonna have a hard time trying to find a better artist uh or at least Somebody that's got the chops like it, Alex Ross does. <laughs> I mean, he, the guy is pretty amazing. Yeah, it looks more like a portrait than you right. would normally see on a you know comic book cover. So yeah, yeah. He got always, his start. Always. He got his start, I think, uh, with uh, some issues of Terminator, uh, mm. the Now comics. I don't know if you remember the Now Terminator, but we covered one, uh, maybe a little a small story arc on our show, and it was Alex Ross's debut. Hmm. Um, definitely a different uh you know he's honed his craft <laughs> we'll just put it that way <laughs> yep all right let's see my number seven 
I'm going to get very specific so I don't mess this up. I've been having a hard time finding the right covers. Okay, so I'm going, this is, uh, let's see, this is 1991 specifically. Uh, U.S. agent, Johnny, and he's in the water fighting his blonde frenemy. Okay, that's not it. That's definitely <laughs> that's, that's not that's it. That's the wrong Johnny. That's the wrong U.S. agent Johnny. Uh, yeah, the wrong blonde guy. I found it. I know where it is. Boom. Avengers okay. West Coast 69. Nice. Hawkeye versus U.S. agent. Love this cover. The late Paul Ryan, I believe, drew it. But I thought I found it very funny that this was two months before Point Break came out. <laughs> <laughs> so one of those random coincidences, but uh, quinky dinks. But uh, love the West Coast Avengers, and these are a couple of my favorite guys. Love the water. Lo- <laughs> love the the nice uh, moonlit sky. I just. Love everything remember, about this cover. Do you remember what happens in the story? Like how they end up on the beach and they decide to start fighting in the ocean? I just got this Omni. Okay. Uh, but I haven't. Uh, so I'm excited to. <laughs> I'm going to read the whole run because I now have this filled in. But uh, no, I can't remember exactly what was going on. I've heard, I've, again, Avengers West Coast is another one that I own a lot of, but I've never sat down and read. Um, I don't know how. I think I ended up with a bunch of them in, at a, through an auction. Uh, and plenty of people again say man you need to check out the series it's really good Uh, so yeah i can't remember it's been so long since i read it back in the day but i'm excited to do a full reread of avengers west coast you guys like this cover at all that's good i mean it's you get what you get man you got you got (laughs) you got u.s agent punching the crap out of hawkeye here uh that is a full moon. Yes, it is. <laughs> and you know it's the West Coast because there's palm trees. So they uh, uh, there it is. Got you know, yeah. and not a lot of love is given to those corner boxes. We got to we got to at least give a little love to yeah. the corner box up there. You know, with all the I love those. I love they always get the roster up there in the corner. Right. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. All right, Jordan, what is your number seven? My number seven. It's currently not on my computer. One second. There we go. It's from a book that has remained popular to this day, but not as, no, fewer people think of it as a comic. It's more of a graphic novel nowadays, which is a shame because only getting the volumes of the graphic novel, you're losing a ton of amazing covers. So I'm talking about Jeff Smith's Bone. Mm. Uh, iconic series from the 90s has been repackaged by Scholastic into a super popular uh, series of graphic novels aimed at younger readers. They colorized it, shrunk it down into digest size, and have sold millions of copies through book fairs and schools and things. But it was a comic. It came out individual issues. Um, and Jeff Smith is just a master cartoonist. 
and I have that there's 50 some issues total and the covers of all of them are great but this was probably my favorite and he always did that Calvin and Hobbes thing where the three bone cousins were very simplistically drawn mm-hmm. but he could draw landscapes and monsters and the humans in super detail so it, it was just such a great contrast and this one is uh is uh, phone bone and thorn surrounded by rat creatures in the dark in the forest and it, it has i'm not sure if this is on purpose or not but a, a, a comic i wrote has a pretty similar cover but uh, issue one of bluff creek looks surprisingly like this so uh, <laughs> you can check that one out too <laughs> Yeah, that is a spooky looking cover. I like it. Yeah, those monsters, the big red bulbous eyes. Uh, and yeah, I, I remember first reading Bone because my daughter ended up with a, uh, one of the books somehow. And I just cracked it open one day. And I'm like, I, I was expecting very much because it's scholastic. I thought it was going to be very, you know, child oriented. And I really enjoyed what I was reading. It was the guy, you know, deserves a lot of respect for what he's done. Um, but yeah, what a, what a, this is, this would give you some nightmares. Uh, this, uh, this scary stuff going on here. Yeah, it's, it's a great read. Like you said, it's not, it's, it's kid friendly, but it's not just for kids. And it's right. not like maybe Harry Potter or something where the first few issues are kind of fun and silly. And then the longer it goes, it gets more complex. It gets a little darker, a little more serious. So it, it kind of ages with you as as you read it. So that girl, high, a high recommendation for both. That girl in that in that on that cover looked like something out of Jim Henson Studios, yeah, <laughs> uh, in, in like the early to mid eighties. You know yeah. when they were doing uh, Dark Crystal and stuff. So well, they've talked about neat. a Bone movie or something for the longest time, but it's just never materialized. I've never read it. Never read it. Yeah. All right, Jesse. What's your number seven? Ooh, number seven. Okay. Well, I uh, my notes here are all in caps. So here we go. Who, who's clashing in this one? <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, Avengers JLA number four. Uh, I mean, we're going to talk about George Perez as we continue to go through these covers. I'll just go ahead and tell you that right now. And uh, <laughs> this is Superman with Cap Shield and Thor's hammer. I mean, it doesn't get any crazier looking than that. But I will tell you, just okay. As much chaos as it looks like is going on here. Why? Why does Superman look like he's been through the ringer? Why does he have Cap Shield? Why does he have Mjolnir? Tell me. Is he worthy? He must be. He's holding it. Not worthy to carry that shield. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and George is known for doing just a litany of characters on the page. Mm-hmm. This is one person, one alien, if you will, Seth, yeah. holding, you know, two of the most iconic objects from the Marvel universe. But one thing that I loved about this is just a very minute detail. And I'm going to, I'm going to zoom in because I technology is beautiful. This right here, the fact that his eyes are red because mm. he, he is about to let loose on something. And 
George just captures everything in this. Title of this story was The Brave dot 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 and the Bold. And I, I mean, I so much respect to this artist. Uh, and of course, you know, we, we talked about uh, you guys just recently talked about uh, the health re- uh, issues that he's run into um, and of getting this trade back out there. Right. This was the trade they're trying to get back out there. JLA and Avengers. Um, you know, he's he's just known for the intricate detail that he can do, the competent, the competent ability to put a bazillion characters on the page. Uh, and, you know, this one is just making a statement. It's stunning. Uh, so. That's my number seven, Avengers JLA number four. That yeah, it definitely, is. it definitely was in the rotation at one point for me. Just, just because it's such a crazy cover and such a the rare, mm-hmm. you know, occurrence that it could even happen. You know, right. so uh, yeah, I've always loved Perez, and this that, is a that incredible is a cover. comic book image right there. Man, yeah. it doesn't get much superhero. I, I, one of my favorite effects, one of uh, this, uh, there's a indie artist I follow that Kickley that does this all the time, but he uh, will do create the absence of color creates that effect. That all that lightning is just like real. He will create that just not putting anything there. You know, leaving the white page mm-hmm. makes just this effect in contrast to the color around it it always looks like this just blazing lightning you know mm-hmm. and it just looks so good looks good we asked the question on the facebook page and uh, for people to volunteer their favorites and this was one of evan bevan's replies that it was one of his favorites as well so thanks All for right. chiming in on the socials evan Love and it. put this book in print Marvel and DC, get your act together. There's no reason this book should be out of print for decades. Mm. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Should just be uh, always in print. It's the, it's okay. So it's not this one. It's the um, uh, event. Which one is it? They're trying to do for, to get him that they did the order for. Tell me, Jordan. It's, yeah, it's, it's that, this. it's that, that's one issue of that four issue series. Yeah. They, okay. They, yeah. They did come out with a very limited 7,000. Yeah, the proceeds going to charity with a very limited run. Got it. They just couldn't, can't quite get their acts together to, to, to keep it actually in print. All right. So we're up to number six. Now with Cliff's number six, this was also Jordan's number nine. Oh, Oh, okay. And it was dangerously close to my list. Uh, so I'm a big fan of this cover. Um, it's just a classic, gorgeous cover. I can't wait to see it pop up here. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. G.I. Yep. Joe, A Real American Hero, Volume 1, Number 1, June 1982. Herb Trimpey. Um, this was an image that I just, I've had in my brain since I was a little kid. This specific image right here, number one, um, it was plastered all over something. Um, when I was a kid, I, I've told the story, I had a similar image. I had a inflatable toy tent 
when I was like four years old um, that had a very similar image, but this was, you know, that original team when they all wore army green uniforms, except for Scarlet and Snake Eyes and, and, you know, drove simple, you know, well, not simple, but tanks and Jeeps and motorcycles and, and, th and used machine guns. Um, so it was, you know, it was when Snake Eyes was still a commando. But uh, the first issue, this is what started it all before the cartoon. Um, our first inter introduction to the Joe team. So led by, you know, I think it was Colonel Hawk at the time. And, and uh, you know, you had Breaker and Flash and um, Rock and Roll and Stalker. Stalker was the first figure I had uh, ever when I was a little kid. So... Some of my favorite characters and just a, just an, and you know, they do a good job in this, in this issue. I, I was just rereading re today um, of just kind of, they introduce kind of as it's happening. Um, so there's not, there's personality, but not a lot of personality. Like you feel left out that you have to know um, in the first few is issues. So yeah, it can get confusing. Yeah. Very early on, everybody's got their green outfit on, and, and it's just like you're looking for the bubble gum. Which guy's blowing a bubble? Okay, I know who that guy. Steeler's got so. the uh, the the visor thing on, and and well, you know, Flash yeah. has got the. Uh, They're had their own thing, you know. Yeah, so and so yeah. drove the vamp. Somebody yeah. else drew the mo drove right. the mobat. Right, you know, Stalker always was using a jetpack. Yeah. Know, so. It's just like that was the stuff that grabbed us as kids. It's like this guy does this thing, right? Zap and, had a bazooka. You, you can't know. use this thing, you know. That's this yeah. guy, and that just like I loved it. We just ate it up with a spoon. I just loved. And how crazy is it that Snake Eyes does not appear on this? Issue? That's why it's not in my top ten. Uh, he's not. He's not. <laughs> no, you know, he very quickly no became Uzi. the he focal was nothing. point, the star. Yeah. Right. It, it was. I mean. My goodness, at some point they changed the name of the comic to Snake, Snake Eyes. Eyes and yeah. Ninja yeah. Force. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, this so was nice. my number nine. Um, basically, because it's the most iconic. I, there, you know, there are hundreds of issues and I there that I love the covers to from this series, the special missions. Some of the modern books have really beautiful covers, but this, yeah, like Cliff said, this is the iconic. It, I'm sure it was on lunch boxes and TV trays and oh, all, yeah. all kind of stuff. Tent. But Tent. yeah, so <laughs> so my number ten was one of the first comics I owned, and that made my number nine. This was one of the first comics I didn't own, hmm. and I wanted it so 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 badly. I had several issues in the single digits of GI Joe, and they were my favorites. But I didn't have the first one, and I had a neighbor who did. But he had like the oversized, like the treasury edition, it was, like, mm. one of the oh, big wow. size. And every time I saw that thing, man, I got so jealous. <laughs> I wanted that so badly. So yeah, That's just for cool, that, man. that the pull this had on my 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 psyche as a child, and, and the the desire to know what was inside that cover. Just <laughs> yeah, I remember even the uh, the original figure case had that image on it right there. Oh um, wow! Uh, that you carried your GI Joe figures around in so. Yeah, great. Well, Just you know, a cool look. You know, I I love the the red as a contrast to that to that green they yeah, used. That makes it. The red yeah. makes it. I yeah. Agree. So. Oh, we love GI Joe. Love. It. We like to talk about GI Joe. Ah, uh, yeah. Love it. 
All right, let's see. This time, going with somebody. We're gonna. This time, we're gonna crucify somebody here. Oh, I, up. So I, I know what it is already. You got it right. I, it's cap on the no. I knew. I knew right. it. That's there. Oh, okay. That ain't it. That ain't it. That, no. <laughs> No, come on. What the hell's the problem here? It's a letter of the alphabet. You ready? No, that's a T. Uh, come on. You've been reading that Xena Zen Warrior Princess. <laughs> it's, it, we're looking for an X here. Uh, now, that's a great cover, but that ain't it. <laughs> By the way, Deathlock, first appearance, 1974. I'm yeah. glad we can okay. wrap that Thank back in. <laughs> I think that is his first appearance. But okay. that is an awesome cover, by the way. But that's not the X I'm looking for. More of a, you know, uh, more of a, I don't know. It's just not, uh, no, that's not it. I'm uh, surprised to see how many of these. This is, yeah, I'm curious <laughs> as to how many of these there are. Wow. Uh, I think I, I narrowed it down here. I found it. It's yes, Mark Silvestri. Oh, yeah. Uncanny X-Men 251. Just, yeah iconic cover just wolverine crucified on the x the rain coming down <laughs> i got my got my top on here Boom, yes wearing it. i was wondering if he's gonna wear the shirt man i came so close to putting this on my list i'm surprised oh, it's not on your list man. it is yeah, a I great can... cover great cover i bought uh, this off the shelf man um and i'll never forget what was happening in it either i mean i, I remember this whole story about it. Well, I, I remember the whole. I remember the story. The Reavers have got him, and yeah. they've they've shoved him up against this, and they just are slowly like torturing him just to see how well that healing factor can go. Yeah. And I believe Jubilee's is Jubilee's like first appearance around in here somewhere. Maybe uh, not. Uh, she might be in the. Uh, I remember it's like the mall issue. Mm. But anyway, she's forty four something like that. Yeah. So, but anyway, uh, you know, this is this is a great cover, and and. and Mark Silvestri is probably the guy that I first started recognizing as being a great artist because I was reading X-Men at the time that it was coming out. I started, I think, with Inferno. Uh, mm -hmm. That was where I started reading, like, and in investing in storylines. Um, and so Mark Silvestri kind of, like, brought me into, oh, you're going to like comics, sir. And I really loved his work. Um, but I'll stop gushing. It's your cover, sir. No, I, I don't own it. It's uh, we're the world is sharing this. <laughs> I uh, I love it though. That's that's this had to be in there. Agreed. All right, Jordan. What is your number six? Well, we've seen a lot of this guy here lately. Mine isn't as iconic of a cover, and I'm not even sure I can put into words why i love it so much reminds of wolverine cover as well issue 65 during the beloved larry hama run on the series drawn by mark Teixeira, 1993 it's just a sad wolverine it is <laughs> he's, not, he's not doing anything big and action-packed but i remember i had a i believe it was i'm sure it was a wizard magazine poster book that they would they would publish that would have a whole bunch of posters in it. And I got an X-Men poster book. And there were probably 25 posters in there of you know action scenes and fighting and, and cool poses. 
and this was one of the ones I put on my wall because there's just something about this image of uh, he's in pain, he's he's despairing, he's at a distance from his his you know he you know right there who who does he have a beer, beer connect with connection with Jean Grey the woman he loves Jubilee the girl he's trained Charles Xavier his father figure. Scott Summers, his his brother that he feuds with, so he's at a distance from the other X Men. He's this is within a year or so after learning his origin and all the 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 uh, the Silver Fox uh, tragedy and learning his origin story, and it was just a, a heavy psychological toll going on there. And uh, it's a Texas known for uh action and, and and brutality and you know uh really in your face art and this was just a quiet piece mm. and i don't know it struck me as a kid and it, it still strikes me to this day as wolverine has something deeper to him than just the the killing and the maiming and the fighting and the dying so yeah uh, yeah yeah it's so funny jordan because a lot of the covers that I notice first are not always the action-y covers. They're, you know, it might just be a simple team lineup or something. There, there, there's always something to that, you know, uh, alternative to a big action fight fight scene on a cover. So, yeah, here we are. We've got Wolverine. He has he's got a headache. Somebody get him an aspirin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, All the blood's rushing to his bicep. <laughs> <laughs> How I mean, how long had the yellow costume been around by this time? I can't. It couldn't have been too long, uh, because it. Well, it was nine. It was ninety. Uh, it was in Spider Man, right? Yeah, ninety three. This one got the thirtieth yeah. anniversary ninety two down on the bottom corner. There. Yeah, I. So I'm thinking the yellow costume popped up, and I know it popped up in Spider Man. I'm pretty sure the adjectiveless spider-man i think but uh anyway so it had been around for a little bit but regardless yeah tex man uh i remember that you know if when you look at image comics those are the guys that, that i started really in diving into that whole image universe to had union and that's where i remember most of his artwork from but it, it's Obviously, he came from here. You know, he came from Marvel and, and then went over and did the uh, uh, did the image thing. And yeah, he's you're right. Everything that I remember Tex doing was just in your face, screaming and yelling. And, and this is this is not it. You know, Wolverine is a defeated man. Mm-hmm. I don't like the clean white background as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. good. It's good stuff. All right. Starcher, what's your number six? Number six. Well, I mean, we have to, I guess, get street level again. Oh, oh yeah. Watch out now, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Heading back to 1974, Gil Kane gives everyone their very first look at what will become one of Marvel's most famous anti-heroes. You got the white boots, you got the white gloves, Spidey in the crosshairs, and that skull on that costume. That is the first appearance of Punisher in Amazing Spider-Man number 129. Uh, so, I mean... So good. Uh, I don't know what else to say. It's obviously the first appearance of one of my most beloved anti-heroes. Uh, and... 
when you're looking at this cover, I mean, it's it's stark yellow. Uh, most of it is. You got the Punisher sitting there, and he he could legitimately. You're worried. Is Spider Man going to die? Is Spider Man Amazing Spider Man 129 the last issue? Surely not. Uh, but uh, uh, you know, it's uh, it's just like it's classic. Uh, you can't really get uh, you can't really get better than that first appearance of Punisher Spider Man Amazing Spider Man 129. And it's a clever way to get both characters. You know, full size in the image by having the scope be kind of in the background. And yeah, it's just, it's an interesting composition for sure. He's different. He's deadly. He's the Punisher. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I mean, that's just a. I want it on my wall. I think it's one of the best, definitely one of the best covers ever. Like, it's hard to just universally, like, uh, yeah, it's stunning. I like to hear it. All right, then that marks the halfway point. Oh, uh, how much good stuff is yet to come? We all this good stuff we've seen. There's that much more still to come. So we're going to finish up with our tops five through one. Jesse's coming back. We're coming back, and we will see you very soon. My name is Jordan Lowe. Cliff Barnes. Seth. Jesse Starcher. Bye forever. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a comment. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. You can connect with us through social media on Facebook, YouTube, at The Kapow Podcast on Twitter, or email the show Kapow, the pop culture podcast at gmail.com. If you really want to go the extra mile, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash KPP for special content and access to Patreon-only benefits. We are grateful for anyone who chooses to contribute, but please know that most of our content will remain free. So please continue to like, comment, and share.